I joked to her that because like she did one electronic Stop. song that hard all of style. her yeah, one hardstyle song. Ooh, let's that, sell it. Let's let's yeah, let's let's sell it. Yeah, yeah. the collaboration <laughs> that needs to happen is here. Oh uh, yeah, fucking Ke- The song that she wants the least. Uh, it's happening. Can you come? Yeah. The song that she wants to be least on her discog is the one that has charted the best. It was like it was an eighth or seventh in Germany and stuff on hardcore. And <laughs> it's a hardstyle song, full blown hardstyle. <laughs> Yeah, the produce that reaction. Like, is that like, South I loved like, it. What are you doing? <laughs> I loved it's, it. It's yeah, the so German chart, the ger- it charted in Germany. I remember it was like top ten. I was like, oh fuck, like yeah, that, know, like. And you were like, I don't like this. I don't want this at all. And I'm like, look, you, sometimes you just can't ask for who likes your shit. Yeah. Right? Once you set the music free, it's anybody's it's, game. That's, that's <laughs> what I said. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest thing was you didn't know that in Australia, because we were dating online, like Kames didn't know in Australia that like we're mad into like our electronic and hard stuff. So when she, your first one had a drop. No. Your one, like out, was your, your hard style one with Silky? Yes. And then the one before, uh, uh, around Suki, which is the one that had with the, the guy in Norway, had a drop as well. But it was more oh, like yeah. dub, like oh, yeah, with Iggy had the drop, yeah. and we're like, I was like, this is fire. She goes, it's not that good. I go, no, because I remember going to every festival where the music was like this, and this is fucking <laughs> sick. I go, we actually had a hardstyle club, and we got Defcon. She's like, what's Defcon? And I show her the dragon on the island. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this Explaining shit was... Explaining like the shred for the stereo bulk for Defcon yeah. and shit. I'm like, hey, I don't like, think you understand. Yeah. If you wanted to just do this for whore, uh, fame whoring, you could get it off in Australia here, right? Defcon, massive market. You're like, I don't want my music to be about this. I'm like, well, <laughs> well what your, what? your fans do. <laughs> <laughs> Please. What Are you, you recording? Like, what did you say about it though? I was like, uh-huh. yeah, I'm, I'm quite happy. Like, I was what do you like? How do you feel when you when you imagine like all your fans are just chewing their teeth? Their teeth, as they're like, yeah, they're just sucking on their teeth, yeah. eyes rolling back in their fucking heads. Tasty, lots of flavor there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, didn't we have this discussion at edition about like uh, when you were talking to the label, like we need to think about what demographics oh, we're targeting? And yeah. I was like, so that's dr- that's a drug thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they were going super hard on like the like hallucinogenic yeah. kind of trippy yeah, stuff. But also fucking true. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it's I'm a, it's an important consideration. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. All right. I think it's yeah. good. You think you're good? We started recording or no? Yeah, we started. We, started Some, recording. we can all clap. Oh, good. So all the drug shit. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> the drug shit staying in. Drugs. Fuck a sponsor. <laughs> Get me that shit. Oh, man. All right. Yeah, good. I need you to talk a little bit. I need you to talk a little bit. Yo. Test the levels, bitch. <laughs> Yo. Yeah. Okay. I can't do anything but no, but rap. Just drop a quick. Drop drop some bars. The only thing I know is rapping. Quick six bars. Every time though, Osh goes, man. Every time you have a video, why do you sound like you're rapping? Like you're talking, but you're rapping. Case, case, like the the guy wrote me into music there. Like he always makes that joke too. He goes, when Mike talks, like just to leave a voice message for the group chat. He puts on like his rap voice as well. It's like yeah. an automatic thing to just do the rap yeah, voice. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a little coke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. This one, beer. Uh, actually, I have beer. Yeah. Can you beer with Oh, we're having beer. 
Yeah, yeah, why not? Japanese. Yeah, it's on brand. Japanese. <laughs> I got you screwed up. Japanese. <laughs> Is it? Oh, the Japanese person said it, so it must be. I still got the same ones. I believe it's from fucking. I um, I rocked the Overwatch one for a long. Beautiful. Sick. Of course. Oh, you got one. I got one. Of course, you're gonna have one. That's it. You're off the podcast. Yeah, it's it. Lasted two minutes. All right. Yeah, I've still got the same bottle opener from whatever yeah. of the day. Remember when they brought the iced tea and some people were like taking thirty of them home because they're broadcast uni students. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. No, like, uh, yeah, yeah. I remember that was the the thing. Uh, yeah, we would talk uh, yes. like, oh shit. Sorry, I got a crazy message. How much? Uh, okay. Good luck. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. How much? Okay. stuff. Uh, nice. anyway, yeah. Yeah. But uh, is, is it recording? Happy. Yes, it's all yeah. recording. Oh, oh, oh my god. Like I'm getting random, random free <laughs> shit every now and then. What do you mean? It's oh. fine, don't worry. Huh? What are you worrying? I'm She's like, yes, yes, get on, get in track. Like chopping. Go, go. Newly, yeah. uh, newly like, engaged and she's like waiting for me to she's activate. She's whipping, whipping the dog. She's yeah. like, can you do podcast mode now? Do yeah. the thing. Do, do the, the thing. thing. Do the thing. Get on it. Get Ooh. on it. Fuck it. <laughs> you, we're going to do it like Joe, Joe Rogan style. The Joe Rogan style. So, cuts in and I'm looking at Zach and Mateus and being like, yeah, but it's a crazy experience, right? <laughs> One minute you're just there, and then you're taking the liquid, and then you're just tripping out, dudes. <laughs> God like DMT for nine hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> we cancelled again. Again. <laughs> 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 cold open. That's the cold opener. That's the cold opener. No, no, no. Because yeah. this is our first video yes, podcast. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Are you in frame, by the way? I think so. Cause you got me to shuffle in, so are you gonna be like I'm this be, voice? I'm, that's I'm like really whispering? close to you, so I'm Can hoping. Can you like stay, stay there? One minute. I'll have a look. I and think this I is am. All great content, by the way. Yeah, we have to check. We could be chopping this up and right making around. it into the best compilation of all time. Yeah. You are barely in frame. Can you like lean across your? But is that you part? Say? Is that? But is? is oh, that, you know what I could do? I can wide. Wide. Oh, okay. Cool. Okay. Yeah, so we're gonna best. start. We're gonna we're this gonna bring up. This is how we start. Well, we, yeah, fucking, I talked about uni oh, and drugs with Matthias. So no, that means I'm not restarting start. this. this yeah, is fuck it. This is cold open. Okay. It's, it's, it's all here. It's all right. The podcast cool. listeners are used to fucking bedlam for an opener. Yeah. So I feel like that's fine. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Remember that one time you when Mikey was like doing shit and it was just... You, you I left him to their own devices. Um... <laughs> The gentlemen here uh, with us today are familiar with our format, but mm. for those who don't know, we do have a cold opener, and if this is your first time listening and now watching the podcast, this is what the cold opener looks like in person. It's a, it's a bunch of us hanging out. We have been talking for a hot minute, but now it's recording. I'm not meant to look at the camera, am I? It's fine. You can if you I, want. I, I, like, You're how, breaking how the fourth wall. We're breaking never, the fourth wall. Howard Stern ball. never looks at the camera. I'm sorry. I watched, <laughs> I watched an episode of She-Hulk this week. I've had too much. Oh, yeah. Before. Did you guys watch the Fuck. first episode? No, no I haven't. I've, I've, been, um, I've been walking in and out of my housemates, <laughs> including you, watching the new Game of Thrones. Oh, oh yeah. House of Dragons. Yeah. 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 There's some contentious like, uh, choices on the some of the episodes. I'm like... They relied on the dragon too much, but yeah, <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> but but it is called true. House of Dragons. That's House of Dragons, baby. We were hanging yeah. out after the first season. We were like, "Oh, cool! They finally iced Sean Bean." 
Yeah. So Aww. what's next? And then they showed us a dragon. And we're like, fuck! I guess we're in. Yeah. 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 But I but I do like with this new series that they've pumped the dragon so hard that it's just like it normalizes it. So you're like, ah, oh, now I'm not too hung up on the dragon. Mm. They kind of wanted to get that through. I want more of the... Was it the crab people? The crab people. <laughs> the the crab crab people. I want the crab people. The crab dude, who's essentially a guy with intense eczema. So shout outs to people with eczema. Oh, man. He's, good, no, yeah. He's, he's got... Oh, wait. Crazy. I don't want to spoil yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Have we, are we up to date? Um, I know. I'm actually not. Oh, you're not. Okay. I actually just okay, came okay. in at a really weird time. My housemate, like... I, like, wanted to cook some, like... Uh, uh, like me and I went to the kitchen and our kitchen is there and then like the the TV is like right there in the living room and he was watching House of Dragon and I was, so I was like making my me in the walk and then like I look behind and he's like there like oh so you caught the very end of the most recent episode yeah with, yeah. Uh, with the X-Men oh so, yeah that's, <laughs> yeah. that's mad yeah that's sick the grayscale homie oh. yeah yeah, yeah. Who's, who's who's a reality of like you know whatever space and time that is because something we're talking I it was a hypothetical you asked me games where you were asking um uh what century would you have uh, rather lived in outside of this one and i said to you probably <laughs> if it's either side of the spectrum probably a future one because anything in the past is like getting worse and worse in terms of like disease and just like death and stuff so something where it's like more treatable send me into the future and yeah. it's just like getting over things like in a heartbeat or whatever like that that yeah. was like the um yeah the the payoff i guess in um that showed the good place mm. where ah. they, they finally go to like the good place they go to heaven mm. and the first dude they meet has been there since like what ramses the second but he like got a cut in his hand and died. Yeah, yeah. and that was it. Like he was, just, he got a small infection, oh, no. and that was that it. Was like left, right, good night, and he's gone. Oh my god! And he's just been stuck in heaven, and he got so fucking bored of it because isn't... heaven's awesome, and there's when everything's awesome, nothing is. Isn't that the Groundhog Day episode of The Simpsons where like it keeps? It's the Halloween like Treehouse of Horror, and like the di- from the dinosaurs, everything keeps dying continuously as they just touch one thing yeah yeah it it's that yeah it's like yeah. it's just infection dead yeah yeah well it didn't happen to us we made it yeah. two years we made it. the human race but that it. said i feel like a lot like nowadays a lot more people are susceptible to shit that they weren't susceptible to yeah yeah it's gonna be a real contentious one true because like gluten intolerance is real in some people but some people think they aren't gluten in- are gluten intolerant when they aren't gluten intolerant mm. But don't you think, like, there's more awareness about, like, what yeah. the symptoms of, like, that kind of thing it's is? It's true. So, like, people were just, like, living their lives with, like, being intolerant to gluten, just yeah. consuming gluten and just, like, hating themselves because they're yeah. just in pain all the time. Yeah, Whereas, like, they now they can be, like... and then shit water. And then they're like, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> but they just thought it was it normal. <laughs> yeah. And then they, then they look around and it's, like, the middle of, what, Great Depression Germany. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah, there was Bread like, like sawdust in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's some there's some British comedian who's talking about like, man, you imagine like bitching about being gluten intolerant during like the Battle of the Somme. You're like, you've got trench foot and stuff. There's like rats eating dead flesh I'll off your off get, your man. leg, and you're concerned about your ration being bread. And you're like, fuck. Sorry, boys. I need a. <laughs> yeah, I need my. We got, we got any like fucking rice pasta? Or yeah. Or like my Noni's charcoal toast. <laughs> Noni's. Oh, yeah, the Noni's. Man. So yeah. Noni's is like the gluten free, like the gluten free, like the brand that's oh. on every other menu. Yeah. 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 I didn't realize that they're like 
they're mad, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty good. Um, I didn't realize it's like heinously expensive and that mm. everywhere up until now, I've just like, working in hospital, you assume that the extra for gluten-free is like 50 cents. But then mm. if you do like cost things and like look backwards, you're like, oh dude, it should have been like three, four bucks. Yeah, it's quite, ex- yeah. Like it's one loaf of nonies is like for wholesale, it's like 20 bucks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude, it's like, it's hectic. And then you go to the Woolies. Grab some Wonder White to make fairy bread, and you're like, "Oh shit, this is like two dollars." Yeah. <laughs> the entire loaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah the entire yeah, yeah, loaf yeah. is two bucks. Yeah, but people are just like, "Yeah, fifty cents for." Well, I mean, to not have their stomach churn, or if they're like one of the North Shore guys, it's just like a trend thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I love the like the difference between like you know the terminology like intolerance, the semantics between that and actually like an allergy. Like being yeah, like true. being like celiac, right? Yeah, yeah. But the celiac. funny thing is, like, I've had a few friends who are intolerant to certain things, like gluten's being one of them. And throughout the entire spectrum, of friends, one thing that is in common is if they go out for a dinner and they've sized up the window of time and stuff, oh, yeah. they're like, "I'm gonna cough it." Yeah, they're like, "I don't care. This is like too delicious." Yeah, yeah. we've got a friend like that. Yeah, yeah. he's lactose intolerant like yeah. that. It's like, dude, that's for like, the big thing. Every Asian ever is like, man. We're going to a place with pizza? Alright. Yeah. It's fine. Guess I'm the Google not, Maps out. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I can make I'm it home like, in time. Yeah, I'll make it home in <laughs> yeah. time before my guts turn to water. Fuck it. It's like and driving like past it. Cow and the Moon in Enmore and you're like... Yeah, yeah I'm in. It's fine. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. And if you're... Yeah, like... Love well, you're, you're a barista too, right? You know what it's... Well, like, yeah, maybe you're not lactose intolerant. But, like, the Asian barista crowd... Because, like, coffee is a diuretic. Yeah. And milk turns my guts to water anyway how much coffee can I, how many recipes can i try before i need to go sit on the like on the shitter for half an hour well, it's one like, of those things You're like, yeah yeah fuck who knows we'll find out actually like i did, i never was like uh lactose intolerant but i just yeah, like sure. stopped drinking lactose for ages yeah right because I, I was like black coffee is the best thing and i only yeah. want to drink black coffee and then mm. i tried like milk coffee again I just like it didn't like make me sick, but I just felt like really off. For, like it's just half the shock to the system. Yeah. yeah, the way that it like expands in the stomach, you're like, oh. Yeah. I'll yeah. see you guys later. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's really yeah. Like when you think about back in the day when you would just drink like a move or something like that would just be like a one of the liquids, and you don't count it in as something that fills your stomach. You're like, oh, it's a drink. Like I'm just yeah. having it. And then coming into milk coffee now, like I don't drink milk coffee anymore, but when I have it, like I sip yours every so often because you're a milk coffee drinker, it blows my mind because I can appreciate it like entirely without having a a repetitious (laughs) process. It's like, oh man, like, yeah. But like, I think if I drank that every day, I'm now, as you get older, your body just kind of like would dies effectively. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. Yeah. Just slowly dying. Yeah. 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 That's it. That's the promo yeah. cut for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. As, 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 as promised, the downhill only started at 30, but. Uh, st- yeah. <laughs> anyway. We're starting at yeah. six feet under so we can only yeah. come up, yeah. all right? And yeah. where we're coming up to is that we're joined here today by two very special and talented friends. Two very special and talented human beings and bofos, Zach and Mateus. I want to get this uh, uh, pronunciation right. Aspire? Yep. Yeah. Music. Not aspire. Not aspire. <laughs> the music is fire. The music. Aspire, the music. Aspire music. Fire. The music <laughs> is fire. Yeah. yeah. Crushed it. Yeah. <laughs> and they are coming uh, with a new release this Friday. 
Yeah, shoot. Title. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a couple days now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm just sitting on it for literally years. Yeah, it's shit. like oh, it's like days. Yeah. Ah, that's you mentioned um, title. It's called um, Visions of a Neon Soul. Yeah, sick. Yeah, the promo for it's really dope, especially in the record label, the cup. Yeah, yeah that was super yeah. sick. Everything what? Was fucking mad. Yeah. What took so long? Um, <laughs> so so many things. Now they have jobs, right? Yeah, I, that, yeah. I know. I know this. Yeah, the, I know yeah, this yeah, feeling. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you got to make music, and then you like get home after a day of like making coffee or whatever yeah. you do, and then yeah. you like just a zombie on the bed and you're like I, the last thing I want to do is like sit down and like grind out like an entire song yeah, like, yeah. okay so it wasn't like you had a like no we had a thing <gasps> yeah we had but but like in the context of just like creating anything yeah it's yeah. like so hard when you like work full time and yeah. Like, yeah. you don't and feel yeah. like creatively ready to just like set aside the time yeah. and we yeah. like sonically completed the album while we were still at uni mm. and then we kind of I graduated a year before you and then you graduated and which is about the time we were kind of planning on releasing it and then it's like we we're still in the uni mindset where you have a lot more spare time especially if you're not working full-time while yeah. you're uni, which is a different story but um yeah and then so like all our kind of projects for like oh we can launch it with this and we can mm. do like a 45 minute music video to follow <laughs> along with it, like all this kind of stuff and we're like oh no but like you know there's just two of us but we know a little bit of like video production like we can we can work it out with enough lead time and it's just like it, we didn't yeah and then we'd like yeah. come back and like okay that was we bit off way more than we can chew let's try again with something smaller yeah, yeah. and then that was still too big yeah. and mm, we probably did yeah, that yeah. three times yeah. Yeah. <laughs> until we actually worked out what our kind of maximum yeah. lift was yeah. no, i mean i remember you talking to me about doing some of your like pairing some of the songs with like writing yeah and stuff when you're still my customer edition yeah, yeah. I, mean, I mean you've done that yeah the yeah. writing the writing is like it oh, so kind of with, it uh, it's not released but like it's pretty much yeah. I'm a couple of weeks away from like completing a presentable draft but Sick. we've sort of to some extent separated it from the music a bit so That's, as to yeah, not no, like no, no, rely no. on my own oh, yeah, so this is personal this is, project timeline <laughs> oh so this is like a like a actor commentary yeah yeah sick <laughs> uh, I love that that's mad nice sick I have so many questions. Wait, let's start. Okay, so how did you guys meet? Did you guys meet in university? Like, or no, did you... no, we went to um, school together. We've been friends since we were 10. Oh! Yeah, we've yeah. been like best buds since we were like in year four. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, it all started when um, handball was cancelled for a week. Uh, cause Who I the fuck cancels handball? Uh, someone, someone skipped the line and someone th- then threw the tennis ball at them and then they cried and it was just like... Th- Full debacle. As I've taken away from drama. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember this. I haven't let go. Was this, was this at a private school? Um, this sounds like private school shit. So sort if of. Kids like punched each other at a public school. They're like, uh, fair game. All right, off you go. No, the school that we went to like needs a little bit of explanation. So we oh, we went to a Stein school. Oh yeah, Matt. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Did you so, go to the cult school that I also went to? Oh. Did he do you with me? Yeah. Yes. Wait, did you go to Astana school yes. as well? Yes. Where? My entire life, Vancouver. Holy shit. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, and California. This whole thing <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> that's hectic. Off, um, off, off this. I'm going to talk to you about it. Anyways, anyways. So, no, handball. No, you guys had handball in Astana yeah, yeah, school? Yeah, we used to. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. in Australian school, Australian? Handball's handball is just fucking handball. handball. Even against our the wall, against yourself. Yeah. Our, our prime minister fucking dumpstered some child. I know. Japanese yeah. one. No. Oh, really? oh no. That was no. Bronson. Kevin, Kevin Rudd fucking dumpstered Wh- some kid. Why do you 
you guys handball. keep kicking us kids. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I'm pretty sure the right honourable Kevin Rudd did not drop kick a child. Okay. But he did destroy my handball. It seems to be like a uh, common handball. theme amongst the prime ministers. Yeah. Like, uh, did you see? Did just like drops a kid. kid. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait, remember, remember the prime rugby. minister of the UK? I forgot his name. Um, yeah. Previous one. Oh, Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson. Boris, Boris, yeah, yeah. He like tackled. He like tackled a, a Japanese like ten year old to the ground. While they're playing rugby. That's cool. And he's like, he's like smiling, and he just runs. Was that after uh, Skomo did it? Was it like inspired? Inspired by the Skomo? There's two. There's two. Skomo did it, but so did um, but so did uh, Boris. So I don't know who. uh, And then now. Do you think it makes you like a stronger political leader if you can like drop a kid on camera? This thing, I mean, as he a, was really happy John, about it. He was so <laughs> happy. Yeah. Yeah. He no, but he was a spin bowler. He like destroyed a child's mm. psyche mm. by getting yeah. him out with a disgusting LBW. And then oh yeah, God. the rest of them went full physical, except yeah. for Kev- Kevin Rudd. The he hit like a really dirty yeah. slog yeah. and like destroyed this child. Yeah. Yeah. Handball. Right, for talking, like, talking handball, I have like this is one of the hills I will die. I have strong opinions about is that. Kids these days don't do it properly because they don't play with a tennis ball. They've got like those rubber like. Oh, they don't play with a tennis ball. No, you've got to play with a tennis ball. You have to play a tennis ball. There's like the slip action from the tennis ball. Yeah, yeah. That like makes the ball so fast. Yeah, it'll skim skim nice off the. Oh man. Yeah. No, I I was like, I'll go past like a school and like one of those will go over the fence. You guys are from Steiner. I need to know more. I'm sorry. We need to go down this. No, I need I need to know like yeah how how I guess how you got. I can't know. wait to see the song that you guys come up with based on the Steiner. So you guys are from Steiner. Where, where is this? Where is, where uh, is so this we Steiner? both went to uh, Glen Eyre, which yeah. is a um, Steiner school in Middle Cove near Chatswood. Okay. Um, it's the oldest yes. one in Australia. Yeah. Um, uh, Zach started since kindergarten. I came yeah. in year four. Um, yeah. And for, I guess listeners context Steiner education is like an alternative education system um, that often focuses on like arts and um, yeah developmental cycles of a child um, and which is how Zach and I kind of became friends is because we both played cello um, and so we'd sit next to each other in school orchestra um, mm. from age 10 and that's kind of yeah and then that combined with handball got cancelled and so we had to find anything else to do on our lunch break so we started building like cubby houses out in the bush together Oh, yeah, that was pretty dope. Yeah, our copies were probably the best in our class. We had some like full like contraptions, like weights strapped to like, oh, wow. like rocks, the opening doors, and whatever. Like we really yeah, committed right. to that. It was that's yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's proper building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like super, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, real goonies stuff. Oh man, yeah, oh, that's sick. sick. And then you continued on. Was there high school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. continuing on to high also, school. The program rolls all the way through like K twelve. Yeah, oh. I mean, by the time as, you get to like year twelve, it's HSA. Yeah. And then did you guys start doing music then, or was it like? We kind of started making music early, like pretty early on. Like I remember making music with you when we were about like 13 and mm. we were like playing in like a rock-ish band, That's I guess. Sick. It was like the instruments that we had. So Mateus played cello and I had an electric guitar that I bought with all the money that I'd saved up for like $200 back in the day. I still got it. Wow. Um, yeah, man. It was like a squire. With, yeah. with like the noisiest like pickups on it so like <laughs> you turn it on it's like it's good for Metallica yeah <laughs> but, oh that's um, sick yeah so we started playing in a band with another one of our friends Tom and then like later on 
we um, we kind of like started doing that band practice in my dad's garage and then people like lose interest and like go home early or like we just be like stuffing around for like a whole band practice instead of playing music and we get to the end like Mateus and I'd be like wait this we need, still need to make music right and yeah everyone had already gone home <laughs> this is actually like what we came here for um, and then also like never been able to like fully complete a track because we never could find a drummer uh, yeah. um, so it was like it was always like kind of in our heads this is what it would sound like yeah. and you know I didn't have a bass guitar most of that time and kind of thing so it was always like it was hard to write a song without all the actual moving parts of a band yeah. mm-hmm. and so the kind of natural progression was to get onto like garage band yeah. and like start oh, writing yeah. stuff on there Sick. not so this, so this is when you're still like 13 yeah, yeah 13, like 13 14, 14. Yeah. do you guys both sing no no, no. <laughs> uh, like I, I like to like sing a little bit like casually like with yeah. friends and yeah. stuff um, yeah I've been ever confident yeah. enough to record my own voice in a song. Oh, um, it gets like, ripped and goes to karaoke. You! Yeah. Which we can't yeah. wait for because both for Saturday. Now. Oh, yeah, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. <laughs> Just a quickly segue. You saying that? Oh, come on. We're going to. Both for Saturday night outing, invite only, so get fucked. Uh, is, uh, if, you, if you're not invited. I just invited But it's going to. But it's going to unofficially feature us yeah. by the music. Yeah, you will be invited. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's okay. the only side party. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. We after party as well for them. That's true. Well, yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah, except, yeah, it's just Matthias getting fuck eyed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How many beers can you drink? Oh, <laughs> no one knows. Sit, sitting in the gutter because he's been kicked out in the venue just... And you're going to get some oh, goon God. from our group who's obnoxious and be like, perform a song, perform a song from the, from the project. You'd I, be thought, like, <laughs> I thought, I thought you, you, like it had stopped it. You're saying, get some goon. Oh, <laughs> but no, that'll happen. <laughs> that'll happen. Get some goon slash. Uh, when was the last time anyone here drank goon? Oh, wow. It was What's definitely goon? before COVID. Sack before wine. COVID. Bag wines. Bag wine. Like sack oh, bag wine. Yeah. Like cheap, shitty bag wine. Oh. Yeah. It's been yeah, harsh. probably um yeah pre pre COVID. And not re- much before then. Not much. Yeah. I reckon like people have kind of like moved away from goon after COVID because like the the thing that you do at parties with goon is like you'd go and like people would just like share the same bag yeah. of like, cask wine. Oh, and, it's, like people it's like kind of not into sharing drinks yeah. like that yeah. anymore. So did you ever have like a goon tree? Like hang it on the end of a fucking hills hoist, like a. Well, we have a hills hoist. That's not. Yeah. That's a banger. Or do the actual yeah. thing. When yeah. we were in uni together, man, I think everyone used to get shit for drinking like passion pop in their back, oh, yeah. like out, out in public in pubs. Uh, so my thing, it's like I can respect if it's like you're you're like 19, you don't know what you like, you start drinking, you get like something sugary or but whatever we that's easy to drink, no but like. Knows. Passion pop is just foul. Like it just tastes it's, like I don't know. Like it's harder to drink than beer, in my opinion. Busy. So like, why wouldn't you? I don't know. What's yeah, it mixed with? Basically prosecco. Prosecco. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. For like youngins. But it's not even like. <laughs> prosecco, it's oh, is it like spewing off ice? It's it's it's. But that's for like Australians. No, no, no. It's like <laughs> imagine that, but imagine it's six dollars a bottle. Bottle, yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So what was? So, so, she's like, that. yeah. So that's exactly that. my. So games. That's what I wanted to start. So games. Yeah. There's a there's a canon of drinks that exist for when you've just turned eighteen and you can drink till maybe twenty one. Twenty one still like you should be a we bit. We were still on that. We were older than twenty one. 
But I, but I feel uh, like, not no, us, but like yes. people in our in our friendship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're like, like it's ironic, and we're like, you, if you bring it out it's every, ironic. <laughs> yeah, then every you like it. Every time we go for yeah. drinks, you mention passion pop. It's not ironic anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's like then you like it. It's mm. like when you keep drinking Starbucks coffee, and you're like, I'm just being quirky, and then you drink it every time. You're like, wait, you. Like, this is your coffee preference. This is just your thing. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's okay. We can oh, it's like when Paulie, it's like when uh, Paulie of Diggy Doos, uh, I was sliding my phone to show him some coffee stuff and I accidentally slid too far and it was a shot of a monster energy can. And he looked at it because he's the coffee man. He looked at it and he said, come on, man. And I'm like, you weren't meant to see that. Yeah. I love coffee. Just swiping back. No, but it's yeah. uh, it's passion pop. Yeah. Smirnoff Ice definitely in that canon. Uh, UDLs, yes, a hundred percent. And w- for us, I don't know whether it's the same for you guys, but it was uh, Woodstock. So like Woodstocks, which is the premixer bourbon coke. Oh, yeah, Woodstock yeah. in our fridge yeah. just recently. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. This might have been some, my fridge. Might have had fridge. had some yeah. weird stuff turn up in our fridge. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. People bring bring like cases and don't finish them yeah. and it's just like yeah. you wake up in the morning it goes like, in onto the misc Miss, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Still, yeah yeah that's well that's the cause for us like yeah. we don't know who brought cause or who was like having an american fan day and had the uh whatever the other american beer is but it was like cause and oh. uh, there was bud lights in there and yeah. i was like where the nah, buds come but from? that's the thing your i feel like it, your beer offering was very like yeah korean japanese yeah, because there's Cass and Cloud. Cloud, and yeah, yeah. it always usually is the cause. The no. cause and Bud Lights come typically after a UFC event because there's right. just oh, like okay. Okay. yeah, I'll the feel sponsorship. Like, <laughs> feel like yeah, if you're American, you're like for, yeah, yeah. You're, you're watching like yeah. someone get their face pasted through, and in the background it's just like, it's just Bud Light, Bud Light, Light. No, and Modelo. Modelo is the big one now too. Yeah, and then oh, Cass is the same color. All right, yeah, that's it for booze. But yeah. but the Woodstocks, funnily enough, um, even though they're really popular because they were like the only bourbon or dark liquor offering for that age group, it kind of is like champions still by like Kid Rock and stuff. So like <laughs> they're trying to make it like live forever. It's like, come on, man, don't you love Republican American and the music that represents that? I, I don't know how do you guys feel about this because it's tangential, but country music. Right. Oh, yeah. no, it's, it's always not a tangent, man. It's its own self-contained yeah. thing. Yeah. There was, there was a short amount of time where I feel like Asia, especially like getting into Americana, and we talk like you know the podcast is about anime, but about like stuff around that mm. culture that when Americana was popping off, like the romanticism of like cowboys and stuff like that was big. But when you look at it in, in like framed in America, where it, is from and exists like especially like the southern states and that and everything comes out man i've listened to some of the music out of there like for real for real and it is literally about god being as hetero as humanly possible and like <laughs> and like dying for your country but still sounding like so you know we talk about like we're talking about soft rock recently with like nickelback and stain and that and stuff we grew up with i love stained and stained they right they changed their name yeah. How de- what? Well, that guy, the lead singer of Stain, he's making full blown like it sounds like Stain still, but it's all Republican messaging, <laughs> and it's insane hearing no! his music now because the lyrics are like no! so literal. 
He's like, take my car out of bag and the eagle flew over. And I'm like, man, this is like super literal in America. And he's getting paid by like Columbia to write this shit. I'm like, you know how much I would love to make faux pas just like political, like, yeah, like yeah, music like that. But yeah. like pro, but like, like the bad body. Yeah. Like ironically, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just I think they say it's like there's a, there's certainly a before and after with country music in regards to um, 9/11 that like yeah. it has had like there's been like some I mean, if you like kind of go out there and you still get out to the grassroots you'll find people like making good country music and authentic country right. music but there's a lot of like pop country I guess people call it where yeah. it's just yeah. that and like that's what you'll hear on the radio and that's yeah. like the yeah. kind of it's sort of dirtying the brand a bit yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah like definitely older country yeah. and stuff like people can put it on them perfectly happy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah cool, definitely. i like that yeah. yeah and then like the like the folk like offshoot of that where it's mm. like banjos and mandolins and yeah. like fiddles yeah. is yeah. like that is the shit there's yeah. this, in terms of the instrument like yeah. the, there's yeah, this band crazy. called the dead south and they make I love the dead south they make the, the <laughs> coolest music it's like kind of like kind of like pretty dark and like like a little bit like it's got like this like emo vibe to it yeah. but then it's like banjos and mandolins. <laughs> I, yeah, so I was awesome. explaining it to someone. I think, yeah, it was like Edgar Allan Poe for like Alabama. Yeah. 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 yeah 100%. Uh, That's like the opening. Um, Southern Gothic. When I, yeah, when I'm yeah. Uh, in Good Company. Fuck, what's the name of that song? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, like the opening to it where he's like playing a cello sideways. Mm-hmm. Like a like a guitarist. Like, yeah, it's a fucking <laughs> mad song. I know um, the exact yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've it's also, also a zany, It's a zany music video. I really like it. Even though it's like super simple. But yeah. No, just the smash cuts of them yeah. like changing location yeah. but in the same position every same time. Position it's every just time. like it's like low budget music video genius. Yeah. <laughs> Have you has anyone else listened to Wheeler Walker Jr.? No. Here, yeah? No. Um knowing your taste in like <laughs> meme meme shit, <laughs> Wheeler Walker Jr. is perfect for you. Yeah, I'll have to check it out. Wheeler Walker Jr. is like, yeah, he's a country artist, but all the stuff he does is just like he leans into all like the meme stereotypes about country music which is like oh like it's based in the south there's a lot of like incest and shit mm. alright mm. cool yeah. let's do an album bro. <laughs> and that's it that's the brand <laughs> it's all about like oh yeah one of my favourite track on his oldest album I think is if my dick is up then why am I down yeah I like oh, he, yeah he's like gotten out of a out of a breakup and the song's about how he's like rooting strangers but he's deeply depressed mm. which ultimately i think deep down it, that's profound right yeah like but that's a real human experience it's profound but also the packaging is it sounds exceptionally yeah. zany yeah, yeah. <laughs> no he's but not great. not quite as like like weird and like deranged as like something like ram ranch yeah it's fair i'll take that <laughs> yeah yeah, I think Will Walker Jr. is also just sort of trying to lean into it now. Where he's just like, huh, I'm the weird guy. And now he's just releasing whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Just to try and shock people. That's good. With, with the influences on your guys' music, because like, it's kind of like, it, br- it does bring up an interesting point where it's music can be like literally for anyone, but also inspired by anything. And then you create what you create based off that. Like I've like spoken to Cadence about this a lot. I think in talking about the, the especially the really, really literal like politically charged and Republican angle stuff, like you can look at artists like we talked about Eminem a lot, for instance. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And I think no better description was uh, the L Sweatshirt from Mod Feature where they're like, What is the difference between the Eminem you grew up with and now? 
and he goes i can't listen to eminem anymore that that uh, makes music for people who came back from a tour in Afghanistan. That's what he. That's how he described it. But it's true. Like they that they use that music. It's not just him. Like not the artists, but that music becomes appropriate for like supercuts of like you know nine eleven memorials and stuff. Like that was a, a good one to bring up because they do use it, and so it's framed in that way too. And you're like, this is the audience it appeals to, because it reminds you of that. For you guys, like when you're creating your music, is there something like outside of like, you know, the inspiration behind it. Is there something referential in a sense or are you just kind of seeing and exploring the sound as you kind of, like, create? Is it is it more intentional or is it something that you guys were kind of just, like, playing with and then you were like, we like this direction and how it's kind of materializing? I would definitely say our music is not even just, like, a little bit. It's, like, highly referential. Like, yeah. uh, Mateus and I would listen to bands like tesseract and sugar and like oh, us like plenty and then we'd like watch like the blade runner um films yeah, and yeah. yeah like get those like synthy ideas and like those proggy uh like prog rock prog prog metal nice. ideas and like be like yeah. i want to like replicate that exact vibe but like with our spin on it and like try to create something that's unique but like with something that encapsulates the music that we love i guess mm. is the best way to describe how we go about yeah for referencing sure music i think we were like very in the very early on kind of writing the album we um we'd kind of come across i remember i had never heard of the band before but i saw that uh carnival's album asymmetry had won some oh, best rock yeah, album yeah, award yeah, whatever yes. and zach's birthday was coming up so i bought him the disc mm. um as was the fashion at the time yeah and i was like and then like knowing nothing bought that for him and then like i remember we like listened through like within a week of me giving it to him and kind of like didn't get it yeah immediately. I, didn't, I didn't even know if i liked it yeah like, it was kind of noisy and like two times live and i, I love yeah. all their music their entire catalog yeah, yeah. so we were immediately like yeah we want to write music like that because previously we've been writing some like kind of dubstep Type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, we were like, like Skrillex, feed me, Flux Pavilion, let's do that. The big three. And yeah, and so we sort of started like that and we're like, okay, where are we taking it with this? And then like Stranger Things was coming up really big, that especially that soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and then we watched, then like the Blade Runner yeah, um, yeah. sequel um, yeah, with the Hans Zimmer yeah. soundtrack, and then like the original. But, like the original Vangelis soundtrack is it's just like, huge. it's just like, you yeah. could not even watch the film, just put that on, and it's a, like a piece of art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this, yeah. literally one of our tracks called Neon Pulse was Zach had um, just watched the original Blade Runner and then went and sat down at the computer and like wrote Made a two minute 30 yes. like ambient track. Yeah. It was like, um, I think I was like, really getting into Pliny at the time as well so I was like Pliny melodies and like the ambience of Vangelis just like smash them two together yeah yeah so so very much there we ended up with like we really like the sounds and the rhythms of prog metal and like I guess this sort of uh, storytelling feeling of like a song can take you and leave you in a different place over as much time as you need Um, and then also but then like the kind of 80s cyberpunk sort of synth sounds yeah and so we ended up at a point where we discovered the album as we wrote it, but by the end, Zach described it as it's a um, it's a soundtrack without a movie, um, yeah. which is like so very much it f- it's a very visual album, and like so, all of our visual cues, if you go to our Insta, like reference kind of cyberpunk, yeah, kind yeah. of eighties type neon colors, that kind of thing. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. 
I think like with a lot of our tracks as well, like you you start the song in one place and then by the time you you finish the song, like whilst like ideas might return, like you're in a completely different mm. place. Mm. Yeah. It doesn't really stay the same for the mm. whole song. Cool. Yeah. So that makes me I guess ask the question because you're you're referencing some very specific um, things. Is there anything uh, in terms of the upcoming album uh, that is inspired by the weeb shit that you grew up with, and if so, like what series? Ooh, yeah, or I guess style over anime, even. I wouldn't say like directly um, influenced by our our weeb interests. Like we're definitely yeah. both like have grown up watching anime. Like I remember like being like. 14 or 15 like just like waiting every weekend for that one episode of full metal alchemist to come out (laughs) 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 and um was like big into like reading manga and at one point was like deciding that i wanted to teach myself how to like draw manga and shit that's pretty cool um uh i think like maybe maybe like a like the way we like put together our visuals um that's probably like where we get like a lot of our influence from anime because i would i would say that our music is not very referential of like the music that's used in anime is like we're not yeah. very like bright or like bubbly our music's like pretty like ambient and like yeah like, slow and like doomy i guess <laughs> yeah more of a, yeah we take more of the metal vibes and stuff mm-hmm. i would say like uh, maybe we're more inspired of like kind of the um, the philosophy or the energy behind like making anime or the writing of anime mm-hmm. um, where it just sort of feels like um, your criteria for if it's included is is it cool and that's kind of how we wrote <laughs> 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 that's how we wrote the album basically yeah, we're like sick. listening to a track and we're like this would be cool and if it was cool it stayed in and if it, we couldn't make it cool then we left it on the cutting room floor and like we felt really kind of liberated that anime can be like that and you can like kind of have a sort of sketchy plot as long as it's cool well maybe like a better way to describe it is like a lot of our music kind of like has this like i think when we're writing like we want to make music that just kind of like sounds epic and like a lot of the animes that we're watching it's like just like epic stuff's going like full metal alchemist mentioned it before um attack on titans like like oh, yes. 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 The, the scales like off the fucking chart. Yeah, yes. yeah. The, the type of anime we watch is like all like like big epic stuff like yeah, you know, One Punch Man. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah. We There's no small stakes shit. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's also like I mean you can always anytime you do anything cyberpunk you inevitably have to tip the hat to a cyberpunk anime. It's like Ghost in the Shell, yeah. Um, yeah. Akira, yeah. Yeah. kind of stuff. Actually. I completely blanked on that. Like, yeah. Akira yeah. was a big influence. Yeah, I was going to say, I was, 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 was going to say, like, gen- generations apart, like, yeah. this yeah. soundtrack is, like, is everything. And in reference to the Evangelist one for Blade Runner, it's like an overlay, Neo Tokyo and, like, Neo mm. Los Angeles. Yeah. And just having the same kind of sounds. With, with what he did for um, the Akira soundtrack, it's trying to, like, it's a similar thing, but trying to be almost like, have you heard, have you heard the soundtrack? Mm. Like, so it's like using like 
the taiko drums and like yeah, all yeah. like these root instruments of like Japanese culture, but then like tying make them in with an overlay of like a synth, synth kind of back and yeah. sound to make it very futuristic as well. So it's like the chaos mixed in with something that's very like heuristic. It's, it's funny. Is it Hans Zimmer that did uh, Dune? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, so did, he, 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 he said, said the exact same thing about Dune. He said he wanted to put like, you know, the, like the Celtic, was it the, no, the Scottish Pipes? Oh, the Scottish yeah, 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 Pipes. Yeah, 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 yeah Pipes yeah. and stuff. And on top of like a bit, really like synthy um, top line. But yeah. like, it's, it's really cool. It's mixing something very like, uh, like almost like ancient yeah. with something that's like very like uh, unsettling and new almost. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that sounds like the backdrop to what you're painting. But then, the human element of it is something from human culture and experience. And I do get that feel from listening to you guys, like essentially when I first met you, Zach, and then like I started listening to Spy Music, because like, oh, you do music too, that's like, it's real cool. And I was listening to it, and I, I always pared it down with the visual element of what you guys have. And I felt like that's how it was meant to be listened to, like mm. visually almost, like even having that backdrop in my mind so that it creates color with sound as I'm listening to it. Whereas some people's music, like, there was a moment, like, this is a stoner-ass thought. So we're going into the podcast. <laughs> right. I, was, yeah. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. If I was blind, is it enough just to hear music and not have something to reference visually? And I freaked out because I'm like, oh, shit. Music is, like, the stoner thing was music is just sound. Like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> fuck. And I'm like, oh, God. So if all I could hear was sound, like... Would I care as much? Because so much of it is the visual component. So it's amazing that you guys like say that, like you know, because that's what I think about when I listen to your music, like the visual component. It's like hearing it, kind of thing, right? Mm. I mean, seeing it as yeah. I hear it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like for sure, I think um, a lot of people aspire to do that and want that. Like, aspire. The pun. Aspire. Inspired, it? but I it's think okay we spell it differently it's with a y yeah <laughs> no yeah it's fucking edgy perhaps <laughs> when you name your band when you're 15 no. No, that's the, yeah well you can't you can't just have it as a as the regular word no yeah, yeah. I, I don't think that's you can generic as, i think that's a rule yeah no you can't yeah no. this is the future uh, we live in the future, man. Yeah, there is a there is a band actually called They, and that's it. It's that's just They. Sick. But to, <laughs> to to make it edgy though, and I I didn't I don't know when this became an edgy thing. Like maybe you guys can tell us. It's uh, punctuating the name, so having the full stop, and then them being like, "Oh, was that a part of the sentence?" No, no, no. The full stop is a part of the band name, yeah. and you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, yeah. No. I, I, for copyright I, reasons, I'm there for it. I think it's cool. I yeah. think it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, copyright reasons. It's, there's a full stop. Just so, because you can't copyright the word they. They. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 What I was going to like add to what we are just talking about is two things. Um, So a little while back, I think it was like during lockdown, we were all locked in in our house with just our housemates pretty much. Um, I think Mateus was there for a bit of it, but it was me and my housemate Lockley and we were just sitting in my room. Oh, wait, you have housemates with Lockley? Yeah. Holy oh. shit. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we also uh, went to uni with Lockley. Yeah. I didn't realize I went to uni with Fuck. All right, cool. Fair enough. Okay. Um, yeah, I went to uni with most of my house. Oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, essentially, we were doing similar degrees as well. Yeah, yeah, right. You were just in... Were you in the... I was in like, the, the, the sound design. Yeah, yeah, shit. 
Oh, cool. So most of the like the chicks I went out with in uni were like in your device. Yeah. Chad's chicks that Luke went out with. Inspire <laughs> 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 music dropping Friday. Well, my friends were in my degree, and then people I went and drank with were in the, the sound music design one. Oh, cool. So uh, yeah, we um was like listening to the album in my room just like listening it over because I hadn't listened to it for a while I was like damn we need to release this soon this is like a year ago (laughs) 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 I love that and um, he's like wait a second and he like gets up my computer and he like pulls up like the um, the Quentin Tarantino um, Kill Bill sequence where it's like the the full anime sequence he like pulls up on YouTube and he's like just watch this and like listen to your album I think it would fit together like so well and we're like watching it and like all like the all the action all the motion just like fit like exactly with the music I was like damn this like this really needs a like a visual component yeah Um, which we still like fully (laughs) realized but like I reckon one day we could like have like a complete um, like films to go along with our yeah. yeah it's yeah I mean we watched the um the like Flumes video for his um mixtape from yeah, 2019 sick. and we're like we want something like that one day yeah mm. Mm-hmm. Um, get that Windows media player visuals yes going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. well interestingly in anime that was a big kind of subculture um because I'm old as hell yeah it's like one of those subcultures that were around like for the, when you had FTP servers to like trade series. So back then, like it was like QuickTime files, this kind of stuff. And there used to be a subculture online of creating uh, mm. and then sharing and trading uh, anime music videos. And essentially oh, it was that okay. over, yeah, it was, it was, it was anime sequences chopped up over like Western or music that wasn't Japanese. Um, one of the ones that got really popular, which I'll show you guys off the podcast, I think is the best representation of it, is Prodigy's Breathe with uh, End of Evangelion over it. Oh and that God. one made the hot rounds. Like, yes. that was everywhere on the internet. Yeah. But these things were like stuff of legend because it'd be like, who can cut together the best? And then there was like, up till very recently, they had like competitions for it in terms of like, it, it's not just overlaying the anime, but it's like cutting it in a sequence you where you matching, can even do effects yeah. to make it look mm. in a certain yeah, way yeah. too but it's insane like yeah with the kill bill one like and how it works and you can be like oh man like even as a promo now people are putting like stock footage from movies and stuff over other music and being like i don't know like toby's estate yeah. <laughs> yeah. and it's like and the copy comes out and you're yeah. like wasn't that like yeah and you get the license to that and make yeah. like essentially it's like pro amv yeah and i'm like i can't believe it came like partially from that culture where it's like yeah let's make yeah. mock videos and stuff yeah. but it looks dope like lo-fi and like yeah. really cool yes I, I think yeah. like anime can pair really well with music because a lot of um motion in anime is like essentially like freeze frames that are like kind of like moving freeze frames yeah um, like especially yeah. in the more like like old school animes like they'll substitute like really technical action with just like highlighting like the the main parts of an action yeah so like having that like kind of like almost like slow motion but like fast moving aesthetic visually can can, like pair like pretty much any music with it and like look like it fits yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. down to like the visual sonic like illusion that your brain creates but also just because it's like 
really tasteful. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah my one of my my, my second favorite Twitch. Oh, uh, yeah, my third. Jay. Yeah, no, no, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, my, third, my favorite <laughs> Twitch streamer. Um, he does like streams where he just produces music or he sets like a challenge for it. Bishu. I don't know if you guys know Bishu. Check it out. Whatever the fucking his name is. Yeah. Um, but when he finishes his track, he like intentionally pairs it to anime. Yeah. So he did yeah, one yeah. like a, a bish battle where he threw a concept out there, and then like he threw it over um a deep like a Kometsu no Yaiba uh, fight yeah. sequence. Mm. Yeah. yeah. At the end, he was like, "Oh, that's sick," oh. and not just because it's his like his track and shit. And the concept for it was pretty weird. Does he like work like it, it work it out live? Yeah, yeah. That's so sick. he yeah, oh, wow. he, so he'll yeah. he'll say like, um, so his big thing was. I want to do genres that don't exist. Mm. Mm. So, like, Christian, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, like, um, he did, like, Apple Core. Yeah. So it's like, um, yeah, Core, yeah, that, that <laughs> shit. Like, so like, dumb. Stock, stock Apple, like, computer sounds, like, yep. error, error notification yeah, sounds, and, like, um, audio snips from the ads mm. and stuff. So he made, like, a track out of that and then paired it to some isekai. Oh, for wow. like the end of the video that's bad yeah that's, that's cool. sick yeah. does it end up a yeah. bit vapor wavy like that or do you Very take it a different direction yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's like it depends on what he's pairing it with yeah okay. Yeah. so he'll, he will actually like try and match it but yeah, yeah. very frequently gets it a little vapor wavy yeah, yeah. truly reminds me I don't yeah. remember I downloaded the entire sound pack for the old uh, Windows pinball sick. so I was like I'm gonna need this one day and <laughs> yeah. I still haven't done anything with it let's make a kit with that yeah yeah yeah, no, we, we can definitely use that for something. I just make some I gaming like music, some gaming tracks, yeah, yeah. like four bit yeah. game. Yeah, that'd yeah. Be the, the highest, like, like from memory when there was like you know, when dubs were popular in North America and Western world because we were getting the subs. And I remember as far back as this, I do any of you guys like, like, we you obviously know Silverchair, but do you know other? grunge bands at all or anything on, on that nature like metal bands and stuff like yeah, that, right? yeah, yeah so it was an insane thing like because some of these animes like were released back in the 90s i thought that was like the original iteration the street fighter animated movie was like the pinnacle of that where it came out and it still has its cult following but for the North American release they re-soundtracked it all like they did with a lot of series back then mm. and so now I've seen the Japanese one in like a last three years and it's wild because the soundtrack sounds almost like Dragon Ball like not yes. Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball Dragon. right oh. which really brightened right the soundtrack they did along with the dub over for the 90s release of it in North America Silverchair Alice in Chains <laughs> DM Metallica it's all grunge and metal and so when Ryu's fighting and stuff that it's like back to metal and like heavy industrial like the whoever did the soundtrack in between the like the music like the songs it's like almost sounds like uh, industrial noise yeah. and I'm like this I can't see it any other way because right. it just makes so much sense like these like guys like fight it's literally Street Fighter where it's like Sagat and Ryu it opens with the Sagat and Ryu fight where Ryu infamously takes Sagat's title of like best fighter in the world yeah, sure. and they're fighting on a roadside like on a highway yeah. and it's just like dum 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 but in the Japanese version it's super bright yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's like stark. Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it kind of checks out because like um, artists like 
Nine Inch Nails and you got Trent Reznor like doing film soundtracks mm. now yeah um, I mean like not not really grunge but like the RZA from Wu-Tang yeah, yeah. doing yeah, soundtracks as well true. like pretty much every Tarantino film yeah by the RZA yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like I mean th- and I think that speaks to a really interesting thing of um, like the long kind of uh, cultural interplay between like especially Japan and America and like mm. this kind of East and West that one borrows from the other yeah um and I read a book, I've forgotten the name now, but basically like the hypothesis of this book is that they've consistently borrowed the vision of the future from each other. That like after World War II, Japan was like, their like toy industry got off the ground making like the cars that the American like um, soldiers and stuff were driving around like Tokyo or whatever. Yeah. Um, and they're like, well, we've like never seen anything like this before. That's really cool. And then they kind of built on that so far that they got ahead of where America was. And then started selling like toys back to America, and America's like, "Well, this is so futuristic." While well, the future's like from Japan, and then it like goes back and forth every couple of decades. That's it. Um, yeah, and then it's like, and the kind of the slight mistranslation between the two, where it's like, "Oh, we've put like you know Nine Inch Nails over, you know, this is the new soundtrack, exactly. whatever." Is like part of the how it ends up working so well is yeah. that there's like not this obsession with purity. It's like no, it has to have the correct soundtrack or whatever. Yeah, and even like some of the like kitsch and stuff whatever like listening to like really early um dubs where it's like some really like washed out u.s actors they're like i have to do a voiceover for some japanese cartoon like yeah. i could care less <laughs> yeah. like kind of thing so i remember trying to watch a couple of episodes of the um inusha dub oh yeah and they sound bored as hell like yeah. i couldn't watch it <laughs> you're making paid though yeah, yeah. Like, and then yeah. they're like oh like this is a real rock bottom in my career and now it's like a classic and yeah that kind yeah. of thing and so but that's like part of the you know you just don't know and now you get it like now it's like an honor to be like in a ghibli movie or whatever yeah, and it's yeah. coming out like you know oh okay like you know people just like have an entire career like they're famous within just doing that yeah um yeah yeah it's pretty insane, like like especially with the Ghibli yeah, machine and how it's like bled over with like Disney release. It's like let's get these A-list actors and like really put it up there as like a cross cultural moment and like have them act it out, right? But I like I guess because of the frame and like it shows it speaks to how big anime is and people watching like comfortable watching subs now. I forget that Christian Bale, for instance, is in yeah. Howl's Moving Castle. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what the hell? You just think that's, that's Howl's voice. And yeah. That's what he sounds. So like, yeah. you, watch the, you watch the film and you're like, it's just how it is. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. They're like completely divorced from the idea of Christian Bale altogether. Exactly, yeah. The one yeah, that it's... rocked my world is when um, I watched the uh, dub of um, uh, Nausicaa and Shia LaBeouf's in it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he is. <laughs> He's yeah. the prince no. or whatever. Yeah. And you're like, wait, that's... Shia LaBeouf oh, like it's just yeah. <laughs> I wish we'd seen Nausicaa before we made the album because that would have yeah, been a that would... influence for sure oh it's yeah. great soundtrack yeah but like also just like visually like the expansiveness would have like fit into our theme so well I mean we could just go for the next album yeah so you think we're done after <laughs> one album <laughs> <laughs> we're done when I say we're done <laughs> <laughs> tastes like we're making another album you don't leave me high and dry like this <laughs> yeah just one one album's foreplay bitch let's keep going <laughs> now we know what we're doing we can write the album and release it within a year instead of writing it in a year and releasing it in three <laughs> four years or something it's really was was like with Kami's question from at the top of the um pod was there any uh moment of the release that was 
less to do with like the creative like they, i'm sure there was less to do with the creative process and more with like timing like semantics things like that because like i think that's something that like i'm gonna do it again aspiring musicians <laughs> like never know like realize or know about they always like oh we're gonna drop this on friday and then it's like three fridays three years from now kind of thing yeah right? and it's like one of those things yeah I, I think like part of it is like we have like a really like defined vision of how we want all of like the supporting content for our, mm. our work to look like or to sound like and like when it comes to like actually making that we want to be like as meticulous as possible mm. so we want, we, we want we want all of like the the videos that go along with the music to to like look professional and like be professional and like kind of like complement the music and not subtract from it okay. so like we made like our first one was like that video we did in oh yeah that like car park and we like converted it all into like 3D um, <laughs> like light particles in After Effects and then made like a 3D camera rig and like rendered it out in like two days. Yeah, we are. Um, yeah, we have a common theme where we'll like do a music video and then we set it to render and it locks you out of your computer for two days. Yeah. Right <laughs> yeah. like, like now I'm rendering visualizers for our music. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, that's it. We're like, it's no, we'll going. make it simple. And it's like, no, it just need something extra. And they're like, yeah, let's put like some like. Uh, TV distortion effects or whatever and oh let's make that one spin and oh it's not glowing enough and then a little more like RGB coming out the sides there and oh, let's make it glitchy and then like oh it's gonna it takes two and a half hours to render each one yes <laughs> and then like I, I've got I don't know about you but I've got like a really set vision of like what I'll accept as like visual accompaniment to our music and like yes. what I want it to look like so yeah. I'm like I want it to be like encapsulating like the Blade Runner vibe or like the Akira vibe or mm. like stuff like that and like I want, I want it to be like good enough that it doesn't look like uh, like trashy yeah yeah 100%. yeah that it's like our music feels like really high definition yeah like our music feels 4k like the amount of time we spent in like with the mixing yeah right like mixing <laughs> and selecting the right sounds and putting it all together and then to be like oh we have this like 8k audio production and then like oh the, the visualizers like 480p like yeah, we just we yeah, can't yeah. bring ourselves to do that and i think that's a good thing but it's, it's consistency yeah, yeah it's made um it's pushed back our release schedule repeatedly mm. as we've been like we want it to be that good and we want to do this much and we've realized we have to keep scaling back yeah. if it's going to be that good and it's the two of us mm. then we have to make it smaller and like we're, we're pretty stubborn so we don't really like want to compromise on our vision no like what what things yeah. should look like so we've kind of like gone through like different like video producers that we know like you know, like hey what do you reckon about making like a 45 minute <laughs> video with us and they're like definitely not <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so we've had to like kind of like come up with all this like visual um like material and like visual promotion ourselves so like once you start having to produce that on top of the music it just like takes up so much time and energy mm. yeah so like i've done like we're doing we're almost wrapping up the like a countdown on our insta where it's yeah. like and i was like oh each of the tracks has this like really kind of unique feel to it which is why i was like the project i was writing is it's a true story for each track and then and so I was like, oh, I want to like have like an icon kind of like cyberpunk themed kind of thing you could stencil hypothetically mm. for each of the um, for each of the tracks, and we'll use that for the countdown. And then I like drew them all up, and we're like, yeah, that looks good. And we're like, 
ah, it's just missing something. And it's like, oh, okay, we had some like glitch stuff. It's like, oh, we should put some numbers. And it's like, let's change the font. And like mm. every time you go back, we go back and remake it. And we're like, never sometimes to our detriment, we're never scared to be like, it's not good enough. Let's start from the beginning again. Um, which is really time consuming. Like, you're like literally in your room for like a whole month, like making those yeah. icons after work and like perfecting what you thought, like yeah. each track represents. And like learning how to use Photoshop to do that and then realizing that this is what Illustrator was invented for and then being too late, it's like I'm balls deep in Photoshop. <laughs> it's Photoshop now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just like want a triangle with the right angle. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah. Photoshop's like, no, you I have to write on paper, for it. but why can't yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's every, I think, so many creatives have the same struggle where they're yeah. just like, I want it to be perfect, but you will constantly nitpick the more you like have something in front of you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like the, when the audio starts distorting slowly when you right. start listening to it over and over and over again. Mm. I, I remember when I was working with a producer. Um, in England and from 10pm till 5am he would just do a snare just it was me doing that live video and, and then he's like I, yeah but like he, I'm like just stop like I told him like you have to take a break or else it starts like fucking up you're like it doesn't sound the same yeah. you know when you like say a word yeah, yeah, over, yeah. over and over again Semantic you're like is that even a word yeah. You get yeah. you you get like genuinely you get oral fatigue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hearing yeah. the same sound over and over again. Yeah, and you ju- it just loses the original like meaning and context. Yeah. So, yeah. so did you guys like discipline yourself and be like, okay, we're done. We're not going to do it anymore yeah. today. We're going to like leave it for a week or so and come back to it. Or like, were you stubborn? <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> for our, for our um certainly for all like our kind of supporting material for the album yeah no and we probably should have yeah we, we, we kind of like <laughs> got pretty obsessed with that I think. yeah yeah like definitely i think back in the day when we we're actually like making the musical material i'm pretty sure this is how i remember it i don't know about you but yeah. like we would both bring our laptops and we would be producing music on my laptop because i had like the full version of ableton yeah, yeah. and Oops. Um, then we'd like spend like half a day doing that and be like no we're playing Dota 2 against each other now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no we, we would definitely do that yeah um, kind of thing but then like I think it could have ended up like that in the mixing process as well because we sat in the studio with yeah. our producer for like the entire mixing process but because of some like things that like we know are really easy fixes now, but we didn't understand at the time mm. that like we couldn't um, like record our takes back into Ableton. Yeah. Um, we were getting like time lag and distortion and stuff yeah. coming out of like this fully analog mixing environment back mm. into Ableton, mm. um, which we like now know why that was happening and could have fixed it with a couple of buttons, but had no idea at the time. So mm. we're like, we have to just run everything out of Ableton, record one take through this entire analog environment. Yeah. And if it's not good, we just come back tomorrow and start from scratch again. Um, so that kind of forced us to be like this. Okay. It sounds good like this. And it was like an interesting, like kind of creative um, constraint. Yeah. 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 I actually really like that. Cause like we kind of like had to be like the mix is done at the end of the day or it's yeah. not. And then often we'd be happy with it. And so, yeah. We just leave it and yeah. it would force us to stop on on the mix. But like yeah. there are a couple of nights we'd be like in the studio, like with our producer Mike and like have like a couple of glasses like red wine or something, and then we're like <laughs> making these changes to the mix. And we come back the next day and we're like, 
either like that sounds terrible why do we do that or like <laughs> it would sound amazing yeah. that that's the mix that like stayed on the album mm. yeah, yeah. yeah kind of things yeah. and then there was like that time where we were really happy with it and so for our last track um called comatose has like these kind of big like bass hits um this kind of ambient oh. thing <laughs> and we were like and so we were mixing that and we're like oh it's all coming together and we were doing listening through and we're like oh we get these kind of clicks that happen where like it sounds like it's peaking but we can't quite see it on the board properly and it's never at the same place so mm. we're like oh there's something like the board's like dirty or something and, but we but because we weren't sure we kept playing it and like the board started to smoke <laughs> and we're like where i know the mix is otherwise fine but we're gonna have to call it so we don't like so we, yeah, we actually like yeah. like broke a component in one of the mixing channels because we'd one of the synths that we'd made in like a soft synth had so much bass in it that it would just like <laughs> it fried the desk yeah I mean, and it was like that an error that story we were running it through a reverb yeah. and the reverb was returning it at an even lower frequency with a it was this glitch basically oh or this God. error um and yeah and so the like that much energy at that much lower frequency just fried the board Shit. and so like you had to take out that whole channel and clean it out and put wow. a new like, thing in and then we came back next week and it was like high pass filters everybody they, they need <laughs> yeah. to every channel every channel uh, <laughs> it was, yeah we um yeah we like cooked that one <laughs> wow yeah but yeah we ended up oh uh, well i think the our producer Mike ended up dubbing it, but we called them the mix mandala, mm. where it's like you make this incredibly intricate thing where everything fits together, and then you kind of make a record of it, or you don't, and then you just scrape it all off. And mm. if you want mm. it again, you start again. Mm. So, so, yeah, we, that's that's kind of like in the mix process, we kind of like learn to be like where to like personally cut yourself off and like call it a day because like yeah. you can kind of just like go on making changes infinitely and not being yeah. happy with it and you kind of have to like just get to a point and just be like no i'm that's that and that's how it sounds and i'm just gonna like release it like that yeah mm. that's really cool i'm excited that's, i'm excited yeah yeah that, well that that's the that's the gray space we were talking to another uh musician friend uh and where he was like there's that like line where it's like an incredibly technical process and that's where practice practice mm. practice comes in or where you're recording it's like how many takes right how many versions of like one idea am i going to keep pressing out till i'm like a technically happy with it but b just like i think it's dope like you know just that yeah. feeling that this is a good like this is good shit and like i'm happy you know what i mean and that is such a hard thing to juggle i think even with design like visual design and stuff anything that has a, like a creative element to it or is like meant to be large in part that how I, yeah where you find that point and you're like yeah not only have my skills all kind of been exercised in this moment but yeah like i'm happy with the art mm. of it, of it, yeah um yeah i, I don't yeah. I, I don't have that problem so yeah. <laughs> I, I, t- I totally agree though yeah yeah, yeah. i um i was telling you it was such a difference maker to get a uh, producer and engineer for the first time in my like you know just in me rapping like for the like two years ago and just leaving it in his space after like the raps were dropped and i'm like you sure i don't have to do anything because bedroom musician stuff i've been doing the same like listening to tracks over and over again like even like rapping on like these random beats and stuff and he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I got it, man. I got it. Like, you know, I got all the takes and stuff. It's sweet. And I was like, uh, okay. And the song would come back. He goes, here's version one, two, and three. I did this, this, and that. Have a listen. 
And that was enough to blow my mind because I'm like, what a luxury for like, I, like when you hear how much like the like vocalists and that complain, I'm like, this is like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? This is like being in first class. Like all I did was like do like say some words and like sling it off. And then a song came back and you're like, what the hell? Right. So I, I really like, but then some people love being on that side of the board. I've realized too, like that's their sweet spot. And they're mm. like, I like nothing more than mixing. Yeah, no, that's me. Yeah, I, I froth it. Yeah, like. it's crazy, <laughs> man. Because, yeah, there's a point. I don't know. I I got so frustrated sometimes in mixing where I'm like, does that sound right? Does it sound right? And it just like started blowing my. It sounds really quiet, and I swear <laughs> I was probably blowing my ear eardrums out, thinking it was like super quiet because I expected like a vocal to be louder or something. This is when like you know you're you're messing around and I, like yeah like I wasn't collaborating with anyone or anything, and it's just like. Drives you insane, eh? Like, I don't know how did how did what was your growth in that space, Zach? Like, in terms of like, like mixing. Like, did you start out just kind of having a natural knack for it, or was it something that you grew into, kind of thing? Um, yeah. So the the way that I kind of came into it is like, I got a MacBook when I was <laughs> like fifteen or something, and then I started playing around with garage band and just like making stuff in that i was like recording my guitar into garage band with like a headphone aux cord oh, with like a like a, a quarter inch adapter on it yeah. to plug into my guitar and then like yeah. using like the amp simulators on on garage band and then like start like, days. like yeah. learning from friends um because i had a few friends who were like producing in ableton and then like i got a a version of Ableton oh, yeah. <laughs> Quiet. Uh, back in the day yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and like I started playing around with that and like making synth stuff but then also like trying to record music in, in into that but like I never had an audio interface until like I started going to uni and like I was like still super interested um, so I decided to go and do like music and sound production at uni um, yeah yeah mm. same uni as these two um, and then like I, I learned some technical skills but then like you kind of like still like driven by like what yeah. you think is like the the right way to go about mixing until you have like a proper mentor which was like where we where I where I found it was like we were mixing our album uh, and like in real time seeing the music that I'd created and like having like a certain like vision for the way that it should be mixed and like seeing it done completely differently Sick. was yeah. like real eye-opening and that that kind of like changed my process and then um i don't know i don't know where i was going with this um this is yeah, the story yeah. of your like music mixing journey yeah, yeah. but like um i kind of kind of ended up being uh, having to like go back to like more um like research and, and like finding like lots of stuff on youtube and like online on like the best like ways to do specific things for like the projects that i was doing mm -hmm. um and then like gradually building up like a, a library in my in my mind of like all the the techniques that are appropriate for different situations and yes. then i kind of like when someone wants guitars mixed i like have like a way that i go and like mixed guitars now and like yeah. mm -hmm. the way I approach drums, which is like a kind of like a throwback to the way we produce the drums on our record. Yeah. Um, but then also like looking to like how people, cause we did all of our mixing on an analog 
console with like analog analog gear so it sounds like super lush and super like harmonically mm. rich yeah because yeah, all yeah. the analog distortions mm. going on in yeah. the background but then like seeing how like professional people on like youtube um mix music just solely on a computer and there's like completely different techniques or, like completely different approaches and like ways to make like drums sound fat or like basses sound like really tight and then like my like i did this like live mix and i was like why am i why isn't the bass sounding as like full but like tight as i wanted to and then so i went and like researched like hours of like people mixing bass and then i applied that to the project and mm. i was like at the end of that i arrived at something that i thought fit the vision of what i wanted but yeah. then would also like make the person that i'm mixing the music for happy as well so yeah. it's like kind of like yeah. a process that like has to make you happy but then the person that you're working for happy as well yeah um so it's, it's never like um as cut and dry as you want it to be yeah. but I think that's so much of the magic of creativity though is that when you someone else can get involved I mean there's something to be said for an auteur like especially with being involved with writing where it's like it's just your project from scratch all the way until maybe you get an editor at the end yeah and but like often with music is that you at some point you have to trust someone else with it yeah and you want to make sure they get what you're doing but you also you're going to get back something you didn't expect yeah you're always kind of playing those two things off against each other. Um, yeah, sure. Which is like, I think kind of where, yeah, the interesting part and where the magic happens. And I think why Zach and I can write so well together is that we can really trust each other mm-hmm. with what we've come up with. Yeah. That like Zach will like, I'll like sit down and it's like, what have you got? And he's like, oh, I've got these first like 45 seconds. And I like, oh, you've been listening to these bands today. And like, <laughs> like kind of thing. And it's like, I reckon you could like, go here next with this or whatever i mean like for um, like we're basically a bouncing board for each other when, mm. when we write music so. yeah like that and it's like yeah having you just blow through writer's block when there's two of you mm. where it's like one of us would be like i am just like frazzled my brain's fried i don't know what to do here whatever like i just know what comes next and i'll be like yeah give it to me and we'll do this here or whatever or like i'll zach will send me something and then in my own time i'll be like oh, i reckon we can work some of these samples in that'll get the next vibe or mm-hmm. whatever that kind of thing and then there's a couple of things i don't really touch like i can't program drums very well like that's pretty much always zach um the yeah like the actually the only example i can think of where i've done really been driving with the drums was that track that you wrote neon pulse after watching the first blade runner movie yeah um that like the thing was like pretty much fully formed this two and a half minute like really ambient nice track and it was just like it's just missing something and i kind of sat with it listened through it a couple of times and it's like Oh, you just need a heartbeat at the end yeah. and we like put a road in a heartbeat with a kick yeah. at the end and that's pretty like, cool really and it just that. like tied the whole thing together and yeah. like you know that's that the process can be like that Mm-mm-mm. with with like uh, on on mixing music again i i and kind of like ties into what we do because we're like very much like production based mm. um i feel like there's like definitely a hard and fast pro like process that you have to adhere to but then that's like maybe 50% of what you do. And then like the rest is like arbitrary creativity. Mm. Yeah. And that's sure. where like the interesting stuff happens. So like you can always have something that's like technically correct, but the way you go about it can change. Yeah. Um, from project to project. Mm. You find nice. the same? Yeah. You find the same? I, like I think so. Yeah. Have you found like that um, synergy or like kind of like symbiosis with any producers or has it always been kind of like 
kind of one. It's hard. I don't know. I don't want to bring bring sexism in it, but sometimes it is sexist. I feel as a, a female singer and songwriter. Wait, it's I, of... but they're all my good friends. Like they're mm. all my producers are all my good friends, but they have this like little bit up here and I'm here kind of feel. It's usually so like when I do write with them. Oh God, no, I'm just. Calling them all out now. Yeah, but it's your show. Yeah. Who needs calling out? It needs to be called out. Yeah, yeah. no, but I, I, that's this is the thing. I've told that all of them in, to their face. Like yeah. I've said, like this is my board, like line, and if you don't accept it, then that's it. But anyways, so what happens is usually, it's like they they want to write a track with me, and like okay, cool, I'm excited, let's write a track, um, but then like. I give them something and then they kind of say sometimes, for example, the way I sing a line, I sound too American or like, what is that? What does that line mean to you? Or like, like what does the whole entire song mean or something? Or um, can you change the melody to this and this? And I was like, go get a session, session vocalist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is there you, a little- you want to like impart your like, the, the the music the the way that you want it yeah like, exactly yeah, created yeah. onto the project yeah 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 and some people like even just said like oh can you just write, like sing these like lyrics and then like like um oh no can you make write the lyrics but I have the melody <laughs> but this is the weird part this is a Japanese production so like this is normal in Japan so I write so my dad's friend is a is quite um. Uh, the, the known even, in Evangelion no guy? no not he's that not guy? but oh, okay, this cool. guy he's done Smapu do you know Smapu I yeah. the name they're like they're like Backstreet Boys in Japan right so yeah <laughs> <laughs> so he's that he started to do his own album and I was like man this is like I'm really like grateful because like I would love to work with somebody in Japan obviously because I've never done that but it's I think it's very common in Japan in, in Asia I think for them to write the um, the melody, the top line, and then you just slot in words. It's really weird and really difficult. Like, it's almost like I'm just trying to play Tetris. So I'm just like, okay, that line, and then what else can I put in that ends with the something that rhymes or something? Yeah. You know what I mean? I find that so difficult. It's so hard. And I've written like six tracks with this person, and I'm so burnt out. Like, I'm just like, it's I can't. Yeah. I yeah. mean, this is why Mateus and I yeah. instrumental music. As well. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I went off on a tangent about lyrics, and you're just like, mm. well, I was, I was oh, gonna, yeah. but yeah, it's I was like, going to ask you guys, like, in in like a uh, when you idealize like collaborating with a vocalist or whatnot, I imagine from what it sounds like with your process, you'd want that like same process to be between three or like through like you know through yeah. the entire production basically yeah i would hate to just be like handed off something and there'd be like no collaboration like fit something into it it's like mm. yeah, yeah that's kind of it's like just not fun like even if i'm sure we could do it like we're competent producers like we'd make something nice but yeah um it's not like why i make music yeah yeah, um, yeah for sure i can kind of imagine like i haven't really thought about adding voice into my music too much but like because our our music feels so like instrumental heavy i'd want like the the vocal element to feel like another instrument rather than just like slamming a vocal line on top yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind you of know, like some music it feels like it's there to service the voice and some music feels like it's there to like have like all like parts of the music like kind of like equally distributed yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so 
I I totally understand. I think why you guys, you know, the struggles of just being like creative and then like. So I'm really like I really um what's it called, um, love what you guys have. Like that's all that's always that's what I always wanted with like a producer. Just like have fun and like be creative and write something together, but they always get so like egotistical. Oh, yeah, in your yeah, in your experience yeah. for sure. And they get really competitive with other producers. Yeah, yeah. You know. Yeah. We we just we well, like I, I don't think we literally like thought anything would come come from this album when we made it. We kind of just like yeah, like, like hey, let's make cool music. And yeah, what sounds cool. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. We didn't have to think about like how do we play it live, which we've only done once and took yeah. a lot of preparation. Um, and like all these kinds of things, or like yeah, I mean even starting from when we were like fourteen, fifteen, and we're like. Let's make dubstep. We barely knew what dubstep was. We just knew everyone listened to it. No, fuck. And then we're like, oh, we don't know how to make any of the sounds. So it's like, well, what sounds can we make? And then we made like shitty dubstep basses for like a year or two. And then we're like, okay, well, what else is there now? Yeah. And the wub wub bass. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> shitty wub wub. <laughs> and like. The Pin cover of. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Like Nero. It's kind of sick, uh, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. fucking mad. Yeah, cool yeah. tech. But, um. Yeah. Yeah, and so it was like, and then we're like, found our own sound by not yeah. knowing what we were doing. And so I think we're not scared to like, not know what we're doing. Yeah. And be like, what sounds cool? That's Yeah, that's great. I'm like, yeah. whilst I said like, I haven't really thought about like, collaborating with vocalists, I'd, I'd honestly love to. Because I think it would like, add another layer to our music that'd be really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I think like, I'm not sure how it <laughs> I think it's like, the kind of thing we'd have to start from the outset. Because so often we'd be like, halfway through a track, and we're like, could put a vocalist on this but like oh, we've already kind of filled up even sonically like we like all the sounds and all the bands and so it's like we don't want to cut any of that to then slot a vocalist into there yeah. um, and so we'd have to like start from the outset yeah. we have a vocalist they have kind of a vision of what they want and then we build all together mm. all at once because anything one after the other gets too like yeah. be um, kind of like um, I don't know if you guys are Karambin fans but um, so they make like really psychedelic like almost like jazzy kind of music mm-hmm. yeah. um but like on this like particular two albums that they did it's like they collaborated with this vocalist leon bridges and they don't really have um in their norm sorry yeah yeah it's, it's, it's awesome um but like uh, their usual music is like not very vocal uh focus it's like the vocals are there but they're like kind of like ambient and like feel like a little bit in the background and like it's mainly about like the instrumentals in the band and then when they collaborate with like leon bridges it like flips their music around totally and they have like a totally different sound and like totally different vibe but it's still true to what their their original concept is so i could imagine like the music that we make if we were to go like the vocal route yeah would change like i'd want it to change and like be different from what we do at the moment but still have like elements that are true yeah. like what we yeah. do already yeah. there's a character that's sick well yeah. i i mean before i wrap up do we have any questions i have, I have a fucking question I I have, man yeah no but this is to get it like completely just off music pity pity no no not yeah look i'm the only non-korean musician here right <laughs> Um, despite like growing up playing, well, yeah, music. you know, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, yeah. But like my my question <laughs> is weeb shit again. Yeah, um, hell yeah, love it. So in like the era, 
So I'm gonna make some quick assumptions, right? You'll graduate 2012 out of high school. 2013. 2014. 2014. Yeah. Oh, shit. I was, all right. We're babies. But yeah, no, <laughs> you're not even. Dude, there are people that are like, I had co workers and shit who were born in like the year 2000. And I was, I was oh, like, Oh man, yeah. it weaks me out that like can people can, can be older than 18 yeah. and like yeah. be born in the year 2000. Yeah. I've been at a pub with someone and they'll be like, My birthday's like, yeah, 2000. I was born 2000. And, and I was like, Are you? Yeah. Stop. Get that, mm. get that beer out of here. You can't have that. <laughs> Shit Out of there. What? I'll take you, that. You weren't alive to come back from school and see shit from 9-11? Yeah. What the fuck you mean? Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, setting that aside. So, in like, growing up in schools here, I think like different parts of the city and things, like in high schools, there was a culture of like, during this time, like, these animes are big. So when you would like talk about the anime and things that would pop up when you were in high school, you would mm. talk about shit like Wicked City. Yeah, 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 all the um, all, all the stuff that effectively like Kawajiri. kind of correl like in talking to you guys about your music, the stuff that visually correlates with your music because it was like kind of trans referential to like movies like Blade Runner and like all mm. the cyberpunk stuff happening in North America. Yeah. That was during like all my like upbringing of anime stuff. Sorry, look just to yeah. tangent real quick is yeah. like cyberpunk late night SBS. Mm. Not series, films. Like, yeah. all films. Ghost and Shell. Ghost and Shell, uh, Cyber Police, all yeah. that kind of thing. And really kind of, like, dystopic and pseudo-horrific. So, we were talk like... I, I actually I'd still got Evangelion on DVD. So. Yeah, <laughs> the original. I was, yeah. I was telling Luke, before, before Luke kind of finishes, I, I was telling Luke, like, when we were in primary school and the teachers would find out that we watched anime and what it was then, they were like, you're not allowed to watch that. Like, would you going to tell your parents that you're watching that because that's really dark and it infects your minds and stuff like that. It was considered like too fringe. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, Cheese TV happened and then Pokemon yeah. happened. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's literally what I'm trying to touch on. Um, yeah. The question is, so like your era was a bit more dark and stuff. There's more like character yeah. going on. And for me, that stuff was present. There was a lot of like around the Twilight Brim. There was a lot of like, ooh, vampire this, demon that, werewolf this. Yeah. Um, but I guess my question is because Steiner schooling is I, like very like distinct and removed from like the mainstream and all the drop kicks and shitheads in public and primary system, right? Did you guys have like, cause you, you, you I, yeah, well, I'm going to correctly assume you had a TV. Um, you yeah. like grew up watching anime. Did, was there, I guess, like a prevalent culture of discussing anime when you were high schoolers in uh, that system at all? I think so. Or not really? Like it, it wasn't like huge at our school, but like, yeah. mm. I know like definitely, I don't know about you. I watched Bleach when I was in like high school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shit. Naruto was like huge when I was yeah. in high school. Like everybody, like even if you weren't into anime, you'd be watching Naruto. Naruto yeah. Um, and then like I don't know if it came out when I was still in high school or like just as I was leaving high school, but like Tokyo Ghoul. Oh, Tokyo Ghoul. Yeah, yeah. Tokyo Ghoul was big. Yeah, Fullmetal yeah. Alchemist was big. Um, yeah. I remember. I remember a huge turning point for me. Obviously, I've been to anime since forever at that point anyway, and like because of Pokemon and Ghibli and things, but um. When ABC put on, um, uh, Droop of the Eye, Mike Controls People, um, Big Mecca, um, 
Oh, uh, Code Geass. Code Geass. Code Geass. Yes. Thank you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ABC had Code Geass. ABC had yeah, Code I remember early that. days, ABC launched iView, and you'd get a drip oh, of... The thing is, it's like you could get a drip of Code Geass every yeah. week, but if you knew where to get it, you could just watch you it all at once. Yeah, but right. I didn't do that. Yeah. Um, so I was just like watching Code Geass every week Yeah. Shit. on like ABC, and that was like a real like reintroduction for me into like anime yeah. and stuff. And then I like went and found Evangelion yeah. and no, kinds of things. Sick. Um, yeah, because I, like, I'd noticed, even between me and some of my old co-workers, that there was a bit of a disconnect there, a lot more into Full Metal Alchemist, where I was, yeah. like, on the tail end of, like, the, like, Zoids, yes. Naruto, Bleach thing, and, like, Dragon Ball Z was not super common yeah. in, like, the grades below me, but my grade, everyone, like, yeah, when we were in sixth grade, our, like, when we weren't playing Ball Rush or Handball... It was like we were running around pretending to be Super Saiyans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like we definitely had like a few people in our class who had like older siblings as well oh, who'd be snap. like super into Dragon Ball, yeah. and they'd like pass that on to the people in oh, our course. class, and so yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that it came into our class through that. Yeah, sick. super cool. Yeah, but now I'm yeah the other I guess so cool like the stars but at least I guess liking a specific anime is more generational. Yeah, Very cool. But even like for me being the emo kid in my high school like stuff like Kawajiri isn't out of my wheelhouse oh no no it, I, yeah. like the one that like you like like I know that you like a lot is Vampire Hunter D Bloodlust right Obsessed. that was like after like the frame like he started CGIing some of the frames because yeah. prior to that like everything's hand like hand drawn every frame and my friend who's now a tattoo artist but was doing like some animation art and then was working for I think Egg was working for like a lot of the surf and skate brands for a while yeah. and knowing how many iterations of like say a single design he had to do for like just a slight variant he was like man and he's, he's Japanese yeah. like the funny thing is he goes I looked at the art book for Akira and it shows you how many frames for just one um, for one scene and he's like I, I can't believe these guys didn't die on this production yeah. like yeah yeah some of them might have <laughs> I mean yeah. Like in our school as well, like we learned Japanese um, as part of like the curriculum. So like it kind of was like a given that like we were exposed to anime in some regard. Yeah. That. So, yeah, right. yeah, I think on like probably the baseline of people our age, um, even people who weren't into anime weren't going to bully people who weren't who were into anime. Yeah. Um, that didn't happen. Obviously, like the guy who like keeps Naruto running into his teens cops some black oh, and stuff but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we small had, ever like we wouldn't the, the kind of tipping point because our cheese tv blew up with pokemon and then you had digimon come along and mm. then eventually dragon ball z and for us like for my generation the all accessible anime that spread across whether you're a weeb or not was pokemon like oh, everyone knew yeah. pokemon right and the, and the CG, music man. the yeah, yeah everything CG, it's so but then the de- the downfill for that was Cartoon Network doing Adult Swim, and that had the mix of like the whatever the Rick and Morty is now kind of thing. Yeah. Back then, mixed in with like anime like Gundam Wing and stuff. Oh shit! So yeah. what they wanted to bring back was they were saying, oh, anime is still edgy, and I remember when Adult Swim would start, it would be around nine p.m. or so, and they would the robot would come and he'd put on the. Uh, disclaimer or advisory being like if you're under this turn it off now like, like Cartoon Network is now flipping over to Adult Swim 
Yeah. And you you wouldn't turn it off. You just like, yeah. You're like, oh, hell yeah. That's what I'm here for, man. Yeah. Come on. And then that's when, like, the like the darker stretch of shows would be on. And it was, like, every Saturday, like, once a week, Adult Swim Block. Yeah. Essentially, yeah. 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 And more Zoids here, bitch. Yeah. They, that's it. Zoids was, the, like, the Zoids was, like, the end part of me watching, like, Cheese slash Toasted TV before, yeah, like... I missed out the inter- I missed out Full Metal Alchemist, um, and I think Bleach was only because in uni I was pirating it because I was so into Bleach. Yeah, yeah. But I, I Naruto I even had to go back and read. Like, oh, Naruto yeah. was, I was a like manga sixty thing. episodes into Bleach when I stopped watching it. I think. Oh man! Everyone has that. I think yeah. Bleach like the 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 flash wears off after a bit, and then you come back and you're like, fuck, well, out of the other shit. All right, we'll do I didn't even make it to the vampire arc. Would you really heard about the vampire arc? Joyce. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I thought you were the one who told me about the vampire arc and just, uh, just not bother. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe well, I did. Yeah. Oh. I wonder uh, if Bleach is going to have a resurgence because of the yes. Blood War arc coming out. And in, yeah. yeah, it fucking should because yeah. that is his like magnum opus. There are so many is, yeah. like long threads that finally like pull together yeah nice thing yeah which is why like the that's why the fans were getting so pissed that they picked one of the lowest points <laughs> to end the anime on yeah it's like instead of ending with a bang like some dude in the corner accidentally let out a long fart and we just cut the production net <laughs> yeah. we're like, all right cool that's it yeah. um whereas like so i mean you'll you'll understand because like when we were in uni all the stuff we were looking at was writing yeah um all of like Tite Kubo's ability to write and construct worlds all pulls together in the Blood War. And poorly maintain his health. Yeah. Because that was always a thing. It's like yeah. Bleach is off this week because he's unwell. And yeah. then it was off for a month. And I'm like, I yeah. was so scared because it was the same thing as when like Lil Wayne was having seizures every other week. I'm like, are we about to lose the greatest rapper? Alive? No, because he's fucking drinking cough syrup. <laughs> yeah. It's different. Yeah, but, but who knows what doing? We don't know what Tony yeah. Cooper is doing. Yeah. It's it's like drinking, drinking burnout, cough syrup. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like in terms of yeah, his talent as a writer, I feel like that was the point where you go, all right, cool. So he had like different bits and bobs that were like pretty cool. And a lot of things that made zero fucking sense. And a lot of it was just, like, visual. But the Thousand Year Blood War arc, hopefully they keep, like, they, they string it out. They do, like, the proper victory lap and leave all the, like, the fuck shit in. Mm-hmm. Um, because that is, I think, where he shines. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's back. I think he's doing, like, another arc. He's doing, like, the hell arc again. Where all the people who died at the end of Bleach mm. are in hell. Are in hell. Yeah, and Ichigo's to go there. So it ties into yeah. So yeah, the blood war ends, and he's like, "All right, cool. Now I get to see the sun and eat food and spend time with humans. I forgot what they were like." And then he's yeah, he's like been off for a minute, and then he did um, kill the witch, and then he's like, "You know what? Fuck, man. Bleach was fun, eh?" And he's just jumped back in. (laughs) Yeah. Man, was anyone in our, like, uni group into anime? Because uh, you and I never talked about No, I had no idea. Yeah, no, I, I mean, the th- my thing about anime is that, like, I always kind of, like, you keep your power level secret because you, like, especially at uni, like, you don't want to get the attention of some of the weebs. Oh, but, yeah. like, if they're, like, just some people with no social skills would, like, 
chew your ear off about their favorite anime that you don't like and you're just kind of like love anime would love to have chats exactly like this one but you just don't know who you're going to pull yeah you like play the weave card um and so Mm -hmm. i'd like keep it pretty close to my chest a lot of the time yeah and And yeah and like stuff like this our group had like such massive personalities they were just like (laughs) i can sit here in abject silence and that's fine yeah yeah (laughs) and they were getting opinionated about like all sorts of other fucking writers and you're like do i tell them that i like cartoons or what yeah which is fine for me because i was in like the I was in the dropkick stream of our, of our uni course, which was just like, oh, I'm here to finish a couple core units and then go into like marketing and advertising. I don't want to actually reach it. I'm just here to like think conceptually for one year and then go back to doing dumb shit. <laughs> well, yeah. that, that was the association with like traveling to Japan because I, I always tell Kami like traveling to Japan was so cheap for Aussies, like especially back in the 2000s. And like early 2000s and it was kind of one of those things where it was like if you're going to japan and then and food culture isn't what it is now in terms of like popular food culture mm. then oh you must be into japanese culture ergo anime because it was like one of the cornerstones that's of the it. only other export they yeah had. now it wasn't like it wasn't like oh you like sushi enough that you went to japan for it like no anime that. and jdm cars <laughs> <laughs> true yeah. 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 finally the ele- like the buzzer beat us straight of into course the cars <laughs> yeah. yeah well it's the only one of your like massive interests that we haven't really touched on. <laughs> yeah, sick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I could talk about it for hours. I yeah, don't know if... and he does. I, yeah. I, I brought up the fact that I haven't seen a BMW Z4 in ten years, and he's like, and Zach starts rattling off specs about the engine. Yeah. Like, can we have like a proper? <laughs> okay. A, Sorry, a proper it's a podcast, post, so I can watch. We can is just us throwing out random cars and Zach just like flipping the lid on everything. <laughs> so that was a space that I wanted to go down in a future episode. Yeah. I, I can wander on and off because it's a podcast. I keep forgetting. Yeah. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's just a space. Yeah. But in talking to in bringing up cars, um, tonight actually the Sakura Driving Club is meeting. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, oh, I, I knew. knew. <laughs> I knew. I was <laughs> dropping by on the way home. It's still going. Yeah. I was even. Yeah. I was like, like I was saying to Kames when we went for a walk this up, and I go, "Does Zach have to rush off to the uh, meet because that's happening tonight?" And I'm like, "Do I want to go? Do I want to get? A, do I want to get? Is it Mr. G's that's there? Which uh, the I think truck? they got Mr. G's, but they also got the um, the Sakura food truck. The Sakura food truck. I love that one. Which yeah. is like, like. Because I'm veggie, I like, I, I go and like just have like the the rice and like veggie um, mm, yeah. stir fry, which is like still like super delicious. It's super good. Like yeah. they've got like all these like traditional like Japanese food items, and then I'm pretty sure they do like a like a, a burger as well. Just, they like, do, yeah. The, they they had, they had a tabaki burger as a special oh, one, shit. and it was like just super flaming hot. Like yeah, it's in, like it's man. like oof, just pumping spice. Yeah. But that is a like. We would love to have some of the clubbers on in a future episode because there are things to discuss there, like driving culture. Like we went to Coco on the weekend. Initial D's never been more popular, man. Like there, I mean, anime it yeah. ties in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's like one of like my favorite all time game. Like so, I'm two modes when it comes to games, and it's like either fighting games uh, or like racing games. And I had this game, which still has a cult following online, Auto Modelista, which is a Capcom racing game where you get a garage, you have a Kagi Hill, you have all the, the kind of uh, popular courses in Japan, 
and in your garage you mod the cars all on brand stuff so like legit like on brand stuff i'll show it's on ps2 but it still hasn't like people have you know like adapted it to actually be able to play it online and stuff and it's like an underground yeah it has a mad underground following so fucking sick cell shaded and Ooh, yeah, it's you, and yes. in your yeah, you guys just really, yeah, it <laughs> That's has sick. so with your like I like you know to tie it all back together with your music, it actually is like aesthetically as well. Like you have the azures of the skies, like really well, like kind of illustrated and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It's such like that kind of thing. Like it's not three D. It's yeah, it's yeah. art styled and it yeah. just looks dope. Yeah, and that's a part of the driving too. Like I I feel like when driving's at its best, it's like ten out of ten. Like everything you do with ripping old pack. Yeah. <laughs> Although I did tell Kami like I, she, you asked me like how what happened in my first accident, and I was like that was for the love of cars. <laughs> my gearbox went in my triple S Pulsar. Oh no. And I'd been to be fair, I'd been thrashing it because I was like, like just play drifting, and I slid it just under ten k's an hour into a, like a post. Yeah. <laughs> but because the car's so old, it just crumpled straight away. Yeah. I was fine, but it was just ready to like crumple on impact. And that I was, was I was actually looking at triple S pulsars this afternoon. <laughs> it's so, <laughs> fine, That's so good. It's uh. so good. And it, and the funny thing is that was my grandmother's triple S. Like she just had one. So she gave it to me. She's like, oh, I don't drive anymore. And I yeah, was like, have the SR20. It is yours. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what, in my head? I was like, oh, the family car's been passed to me, triple S pulsar. Oh, this will survive for life the next generation the next boom like and i was like uh just devastated after that man but yeah um we will talk about cars in another thing (laughs) i mean you should definitely get tim on because he's like watched all the animes associated with racing in japan and like like the kanjo highway animes and like initial d and like i forgot there's like so many particularly like the the like the culture around like kanjo racing in japan is like insane oh it's massive yeah for like business people like converting their life so that they have like a a different like racing identity at nighttime yeah insane that's a massive underground scene too yeah like like street racing and stuff it's it's the same with it's the same with it here like I wanted to take, like, I was like, is that something I'm going to be able to squeeze in while Kames is here? But going to, like, a car meet, they do it out, like, in Weatherall Park now because there's the massive lot out there, too. Yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, Don't weather. Need to, like drive for a full hour to get something. Look, man, I was going to tell you, right? Weather <laughs> has meetups, and it's the only other, like, thing that happens out in that parking lot except for the mosh pit that occurs around Gloria Jeans. Oh. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the line at Weatherall Park, like the Gloria Jeans, just wraps round and That's round nice. that crushing menu. I mean, what is it? No, it's got like, actual blessing. What is it? The blizzard, oh, whatever the it is. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's a special coffee shop. Yeah. God, God actual bless that coffee shop. I yeah. But, um... Congratulations, guys. You guys are dropping on yeah. Friday. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on. It's nah. absolutely Eagerly on. anticipated. Yeah. yeah. Wait, yeah. so what are you doing on Friday for the drop? They're punching some cards. So we're pretty much just having like little... I suppose. Yeah, do, no, I do a... Do my mom is coming. Yeah. Promo. To my house. Do a promo. Yeah. Okay. Promo. Hentai fridge. Oh, so. shit. Mateus, yeah. the floor is yours. Your yeah, but isn't, yeah. like, isn't that the dream? Doing dr- doing drugs with your parents? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry. No, 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 no it's fine. That was perfect. It's plug time. Yeah. Yeah. Plug time. So right. plug in the album. Our album, Visions of a Neon Soul, comes out this Friday on pretty much every single platform, including YouTube and SoundCloud. 
So if you want to listen to it or watch all the visual stuff associated with it, these visualizers we've been talking about, the chewing up my computer's <laughs> RAM and memory Zach's poor forever. MacBook. <laughs> like my MacBook that's like beating itself up at yeah. home right now. Nearly burst into flames. You can watch that and you can listen to that <laughs> yeah. everywhere. This Friday, 9th and the 9th. Yeah. Yeah. And then Spire, we're having like a Spire get together with dropping. family and friends at our house and listening through it. Yeah. 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 Listening Doing party. drugs with mom. Yeah. And listening to tune. Yeah. There might get, be a live. Would, would, would there be a live stream from the from the house to the account or anything like that? Ooh, potentially. I haven't thought that far. Yeah. It's yeah, very yeah. like off the cuff. I, I, I only out, went there because I'm like, don't go to their house, just because yeah. it's being sold. Yeah. Just listen to the album. Don't go to the house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if we've invited you. Come yeah, to my house. Huh. yeah. But <laughs> that means you probably know where the house is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. So kicking down random doors in the inner west, going, "Is this the avalanche? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the avalanche ah, look, I feel like you're in the inner west on a Friday, and you start knocking on random doors that look like there's a party behind them, and you ask, "Is this the album launch?" You'd have a decent strike rate. Yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Yeah. So many albums getting launched yeah. on Friday. That you didn't even yeah, know about. This yeah, like the, the film viewing party. Is this the album launch? Is this the art show? Yeah, That's awesome. yeah. In the inner west. Yeah, yeah, very welcome in. You got yeah. you, you got fucking baggies. Actually, isn't there an art show launch at the same time? Yeah, our um, friends have a studio down the road. Oh, okay. the yellow, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yellow studio. Yellow studio. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, they're doing something as well. Yeah. Awesome. But, that's it. but I think it'd be really touching if, like, your number one fan found your place and then, like, came through. <laughs> they're like, I've been looking everywhere for the Aspire <laughs> Music album. And you're like, you mean, I love you for life. It's like, came through the door. <laughs> yeah. guy. It's fated. No, like, yeah. At that point, you have to... Fuck it, man. Come I mean, on in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is my mom. Yeah. Well, they like they like go around the side gate because they recognize the music. That's oh yeah, sick. yeah. I know that they hear it. I mean, climb, climb a, climb through a window. I still remember when I came and visited you at Edition when I was working um, nearby, and like we chat some shit, whatever. I sit down, have my coffee, my cinnamon scroll, and I'm like. I know this song. Yeah. And like, you've gone like to our SoundCloud and found yeah. something we made back in high school. And yeah. it's like, oh, this is, yeah. <laughs> this is Stardust. Yeah. It's like, hold on a minute. You, if you release music and you're in the venue I'm working at, I there's know. a good chance that I will like chuck your track I'm so off. glad you didn't put the hardstyle on though. <laughs> So no, <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> Look at him. He put on my my action. Um, yeah. So not during service. It might have gone on as like a get the fuck out of my shop on closing. <laughs> but um, so one of like dearly like a dearly cherished co-worker yeah. at the time, Darius. Yeah. No, I still de- dearly cherish him, but we are no longer co-workers. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I don't like. He's just, he's, he's, just, he's, he's just he's just a human being. He's just a human that I care about. Him, right. Um. His like psych myself up for work playlist heavily features music from like YouTube from Mike and Kami. But you know what's really funny yeah. about that? So let's pirouette into the story and like I can only aspire to be where Kami is in Darius's heart. Yeah. Um he congratulated me on the EP release last year and he was like, Fuck, I really like the tracks, bumping them, speech hip hop man. Yeah. He goes, but you gotta make something like your girlfriend, and I'm like, what's that? Yeah. And he was the hard stuff. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, Darius, I can only dream to make something that people are out of their minds to, yeah. literally. That is the that is the pinnacle point of yeah. making music for so me. You're yeah, breaking to the drill market. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like I need people munting over my music, and that's just I'm so far away from that, Darius. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, so I like I came in. There were a few 
a few mornings I came in hungover, of course I did. Um, and I, I could feel like the door throbbing as I like put my hand on it to like push it open <laughs> and stuff. And I, it came, love is a bad, oh, 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 oh. And then the, Darius loves it. He had to work with that. He had to open the shop with that. So like my head is already like throbbing and I still feel like the world's spinning a bit. And I have to like, dial in coffee so i'm about to have like nine coffees in a 15 minute period and in the background is fucking you i'm sorry <laughs> it's fine nah, great. it was great but like the fact that some guy who's never even fucking met you or talked to you yeah, who's just my nice. co-worker and stuff yeah, was like really nice. g on it yeah. i love when like you care about people and you rep the music or the art they do yeah. and then someone else picks up and is like no you know what this isn't nepotism. You don't like them just because you're mates. You like them because it's fucking mad. Yeah. Mm. People, and they like their bump it. People have responded to me using your... When I use your music for like s- stories and stuff, people have responded asking about your music. Mm. And I'm like, yeah, it's super dope. And like, it's nice to get that when you get that response to your story. And it's about like the music you chucked on because it's not something that's just like yeah. a song that yeah. you threw yeah. on. Yeah, it's like yeah, music that you know and care about. Mm. Yeah. What a handless nice. Yeah. Thank you for. Uh, I'm gonna go backwards because okay. I didn't do it at the start. Yeah. This has been Best of Friendos podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I am your host, Extremely True. Yeah, yeah. Warm yeah. We have Sunday, 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 Sunday up to twenty six yeah. now. Twenty five. Sorry. Twenty five because that that episode recording fell through. Yeah. 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 Oh, for real. Yeah. Shout out to Telstra. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, guys. I'm a yeah. shareholder and you will hear from Stop! me later. No! Motherfuckers. We're going to be cancelled again. No. Not by Telstra. We're, we're going to lose our corporate Telstra, Telstra sponsorship. It's fine. Those bitches. Oh my God. Fuck them. I'm a shareholder. I tell them they can't. Hey, hey little mini, mini Telstra story before we finish. I, Wait, love, can you, I um, love your fish out of water moments you're having in Australia. Sitting there at the um, shop in Macquarie and you look across, you're like, What's yes? And I'm like, oh, that's Optus. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's yes? Well, like, oh, that's his slogan. Yeah. That slogan is just fucking yes. And then you were yes. like, yeah. and I was like, they're the main competitor to Telstra. And then you it was something like you're like, oh, like does Telstra? I said they're Optus, yes, yeah. right? And you're like, oh, does Telstra? And I go, Telstra's Telstra get fucked. That's <laughs> <what>. <laughs> yeah. Telstra's slogan is, do you fucking hate yourself? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're here to continue that. <laughs> Uh, yes, Best of Friends Podcast, episode 25 without guests. Aspire music. And Skinny Limb. Aspire Sorry. music. I'm not a guest. <laughs> yeah. No, but you didn't say Skinny Limb. He said No, he already did. Yeah. His, his whole intro was talking about Telstra. Uh, <laughs> my, yeah, yeah. my intro isn't saying my name. People know who the fuck I am. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Let's eat. Because we're on camera. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> we landed the plane, clap. <laughs> <laughs>